Listener Production. US shares fall and bond yields climb after US Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell's remarks. And the Australian share market expected to get off to a cautious start ahead of the statement of monetary policy from the Reserve Bank. Good morning, it's the Comsec Market Update. You're with Craig and Ryan. It's Friday, November the 10th. Craig. Hi, Ryan. Good to see you again. Well, it's good to be here on a Friday. Off the off the reserve bench and yes, and into the fire. Speaking of the reserve, Jerome Powell's been out and about, so he's just spoken at the International Monetary Fund and he has thrown cold water on Wall Street's dovish bid by saying officials aren't fully convinced they have tightened enough. So what we have seen is the expectation that some of these Fed speakers, including the chair, will push back on the market's view that they may be done lifting rates to counter higher inflation and there could be rate cuts next year. And we get the latest update on the consumer price index next week, so that'll be well observed. What we did see last night, Craig, is the lift in 10-year and two-year US Treasury yields. The 10-year is currently up by 12 basis points to 4.62%, and the two-year is up by seven basis points to 5.01%. What we had last night was a very weak 30-year bond auction in the United States. $24 billion worth of bonds were auctioned, and that came in at a yield of 4.77%. That was considered to be a flop, and what we did see was pressure on those bond yields to lift on the back of that. So that then had a downward impact on US shares, and as we speak, the Dow is currently at its session lows, down about 169 points with two hours left of trade, down 0.5%. The S&P 500 looks set to break its winning streak down by 0.6%, with the Nasdaq down by about 78 points or 0.6% as well. Yeah, jobless claims added to the bias, I suppose, overnight for for bond yields to go higher. Uh, Jobless claims down 3,000 to 217,000. Wasn't too far away from market predictions of 218,000. We had a number of Fed speakers, Richmond Fed president, said real progress has been made in terms of inflation, but unsure whether more needs to be done in terms of lifting interest rates. There's similar sorts of comments by the, the Michelle Bellman, one of the Federal Reserve governors. In terms of some of the corporate news, Craig, Tesla sank 5.8% after broker HSBC initiated coverage of the electric vehicle maker with a reduced rating. We also got an update from Walt Disney. Yeah, Walt Disney shares up almost 8% at the moment, better than expected profit. ESPN Plus uh, doing well, theme parks doing well. Um, 82 cents a share in terms of the, the earnings. The forecast was 70 cents. They're going to boost their cost-cutting plan by $2 billion to $7.5 billion. And also, they had 7 million new subscribers in US in the latest period to bid over $150 million. That was above expectations. Yes, yeah, certainly Disney Plus going well there. We did see, as you mentioned, 150 million subscribers, that beat 147 million as the expectation. So it's returning to growth. We also saw losses in Disney streaming business, including ESPN, one of my favorite sporting channels. <laughs> that narrowed to 387 million in the quarter. So the theme parks delivered the biggest profit boost. Their earnings rose by about 31% to 1.8 billion. So Disney shares are up about 7%, but it's really some of the other companies which disappointed, which are weighing on the market today. We've seen Krispy Kreme shares down 7% after the donut maker missed third quarter analyst expectations. So we have seen Krispy Kreme more recently, probably a favourite of yours, Craig. You don't mind dropping in for a donut and a coffee on the weekend? On the occasion, on the occasion, yes. After a gym session, of course. Yes, yes, reward yourself. And what we did see was Krispy Kreme down about 10% in morning trade. And its third quarter earnings and revenue fell short of Wall Street's estimates. But of course, it's 
working together with McDonald's at the moment. So they're working together to serve Krispy Kreme donuts at McDonald's restaurants, particularly in the United States. And they began testing McDonald's eaters' appetites for donuts more than a year ago at a handful of McDonald's Kentucky locations in America. And they're looking to expand that franchise. So that was something that was interesting that stood out last night. We've got shares of Becton, Dickinson and Company dropping 9%, the worst on the S&P 500 after the medical technology company reported disappointing quarterly earnings. So what we are seeing is the likelihood that will snap the longest winning streak since around 2004. If we do see a turnaround, uh, certainly that would be unexpected given what we have seen so far. But moving our attention to Europe overnight, Craig, we did see the FTSE first round index up 0.8%. In London, the UK FTSE 100 index rose 0.7%. And we also saw the German DAX index up 0.8%. So some reasonable gains there on the back of industrials. They added 2.5%. Yeah, a number of companies reporting earnings and beating expectation. AstraZeneca was one of those. The Dutch payment company Adyen up 37% after its earnings and a zealous Belgian food distributor up in the order of 14.6%. We move our attention to commodity markets, Craig. We did see the oil price actually lift. The US oil NYMEX price is currently up by 0.9% to 76 US dollars a barrel. A little bit of a recovery there. Yeah, up in the order of 1.5%. Uh, the EIA has forecast oil consumption down 300,000 years of this year, but global production is expected to be up by 1 million barrel per day in 2024 to offset the OPEC um, oil cuts. Uh, if we look at base metals, uh, well, three were up and three were down, basically. Aluminium, nickel and uh, zinc were down 1.5%, uh, as much as 1.5%, and copper and uh, lead up as much as three-tenths of 1%. Gold price around about uh, almost $12 an ounce, $1,969.50, up in the order of six-tenths of 1%. Nothing to write home about in terms of iron ore. It was only up by 12 cents. Yes, speaking of iron ore, it's extended gains for a second straight session. It's now at 127.38 US dollars a tonne. That's broadly the highest level since April the 3rd. That's on the back of Chinese authorities asking Pingang Insurance Group to take a controlling stake in a battle country garden. And of course, that boosted sentiment in the troubled property sector. And that's despite some deflationary concerns in China yesterday. So we did see consumer prices down and also producer prices continuing to fall. So worries about that economy persist. Although we did see the lower US dollar support those industrial metal prices more broadly. In terms of the oil price, just quickly getting back to that, uh, it was up a little bit. One of the factors there, apart from what Craig mentioned, was the fact that we did hear from Saudi Arabia and Saudi Arabia's energy minister said oil consumption remains healthy and blames speculators for the recent drop in prices. So we did see the US NYMEX price down prior to today about five bucks a barrel. Mm, so mm. Uh, we have seen those futures pushed into oversold territory and perhaps that's the reason for the rebound today. Now, turning our attention to the Aussie market today, Craig, we've got some earnings results. We're going to see an update from News Corp and Light and Wonder. In terms of News Corp, we're expecting to see adjusted earnings per share estimates of about 12 cents for the first quarter, revenue of about $2.48 billion. And of course, there'll be a big focus on the digital real estate segment in particular. Also, as far as other company news are concerned, we get sales results for REA Group mm. and Jupiter mm. Mines, mm. and also KMD Brands, Lithium Power International, Kelly Partners and NIB all host annual general meetings, and Janice Henderson shares trade ex-dividend could be lower, 
And today we have an update from the Reserve Bank. So they lifted interest rates on Tuesday by 25 basis points to a 12-year high, 4.35%. Today we have the statement of monetary policy with its updated economic forecasts. Uh, I think what we're going to see in terms of the inflation outlook is around about a quarter of a percent added to to the forecast. So you're likely to see 3.5% by uh, effectively uh, sort of mid-next year. And uh, really, we won't get to the top of the target ban until basically towards the end of 2025. So inflation forecasts very much at the centre of what we're going to be looking at in in terms of what's a very comprehensive statement of monetary policy. Uh, Just looking at the Aussie dollar, the Aussie dollar has fallen from 64.27 cents. It's currently trading at 63.68 cents. It's taken a bit of a knock on the back of the US Treasury auction and also speech from US Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell. Thanks for joining us today, Craig. I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Bye-bye. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.